I'm Barbara Savona of Sprout Marketing, and you are listening to The Curious Wire. Excited to have you here. It is a new year, 2024. I'm sure you have a lot on your mind to start the year, but hopefully it's off to a good start. How are you feeling today? Today I'm feeling good. I think I shared this before we hit record. The January 2nd and 3rd were a rough start, but I'm feeling good today. So I'm counting that as a win. Good. I think that 2023 was a a challenging year for many a multifamily. And I think operationally, it's going to be another challenging year in 2024. I'm a big believer in the idea that people who feel good about themselves produce better results. And I think in order for us as a collective and as individuals to produce the best results in 2024, we have to feel good about ourselves. And there's a lot of things that go into that. Um, what comes to your mind about as you prepare for 2024 about being your best self in order to produce your best? I love that question. And I honestly love the direction that you're starting just because I think we don't talk about it enough. So personally, for me being my best self, it's, it's a lot about, you know, aligning to the identity of the person that I want to be. And I have a real clear picture of what that looks like. I notice anytime that I get off course, whether it is physically or it's mentally or it's accepting things that don't align with my big vision, then everything suffers. And so for me, when I think about wellness, it's like, how do I fuel myself well? How do I make sure that there's enough time for rest? Relationships are super important to me. I, you know, I think that's a big thing. And so it's like all of those things and then making sure that I'm also surrounded with people that are supporting that kind of a vision. You know, I feel like I really have worked hard to surround myself with people that not necessarily view the world the way that I view it, but that have the the approach of like looking for potential, being hopeful people. And I love that. And that always like lifts me up. So that's kind of like a, I like to look at things holistically. So it's like the whole person, what about what right now is out of alignment? And then I try to get to the root cause to get to that big picture of who I want to be and how I want to show up as my best self for my friends, my family, and, you know, ultimately also for the colleagues that I work with. I think you just said something very interesting about first establishing what your values are, who you want to be, and then aligning with that. And I think that a lot of folks, I don't think it's a good thing, but a lot of folks end up in multifamily by accident. And I think as an industry, we need to do a better job of recruiting people to come and join this wonderful industry. But because they joined by accident, they don't necessarily hear a lot of people talk about that they wish they would have saw this as a career earlier. And therefore... It's very hard to establish your, like who you are and align with that when you don't even know if this is your career and, and then how to approach that. Like a lot of people you ask, like they want to be recognized, they want to get a promotion, they want to get a raise, but they don't even know what, where they want to go long term. And I think that that creates a lot of friction. I think it's a lot of when people are seeking validation from others or recognition from others versus, hey, this is where I'm going and this is what I need or this is what I'm going to do to get there is where a lot of friction is created. 
And in my experience, I think that that's so true because early on my, my kind of vision of what I wanted to do was so dictated by just the feedback of what others were giving me. I think as I've gotten older, I've almost reversed it a bit. And it's like, I, I have a clarity on who I want to be, regardless of if I'm in multifamily or if I was, you know, a farmer, like whatever I would be doing, there's a few things that I want to, <clears throat> I want to be known for with my, the people that know me the best and then the impact that I want to have. And so, I agree that a lot of times you don't know where the end is, but I think that's actually part of the problem is if you're super clear on the kind of person you want to be, the kind of impact, the road might veer and you might pick a different, you know, road that you get off on. But I think that would, um, that would lessen how many times we make decisions based on others. And I think then at the end, we'd actually have a, a little bit more of a well-lived life because it would be true to who we actually are and who we want to be. And I think a lot of people, they just go down this path of like, what's the next promotion? Not even thinking about the sacrifices of what some of those things are going to be and asking like, am I actually willing to pay those costs? So I have a few uh, milestones or, or points in my career, in the, my short multifamily career, just a little over five years of where, where things really changed. I would say the first two years were pretty rough. A lot of uh, it started off great, and then we brought on more properties, and I dropped a bunch of balls, and then I had to adjust, and it was it was a rough beginning, but there was definitely a shift, and that shift was really me telling myself, or you know reflecting and becoming more self-aware. What am I good at? What am I not good at? And I would be hard on myself on the things that I wasn't good at. And I decided I wanted to be so good at the things that I'm good at that nobody's going to even care about the things I'm not good at. And I think that even even now I struggle like with what well, what is going to be in 10 years or 15 years. I don't know the full, I have ideas of where that, but wherever I am in 10 years, I want to be really good at the things I'm really good at now. And there are things I want to get better at. And I tell people, you know, I, I'm not involved with training leasing anymore, but it's like, whatever you're going to be in five years, you want to be a really kind person. You want to be really professional. You want to be really sharp. Whatever the things that you are going to do, even if it's not in this, it's what do you value for yourself right now? Because you can be great at it right now, even if it's not what you're going to be doing in five years. Yeah, I think that's so good that you actually recognize that so early on, because I think a lot of us, we, it took us a while to recognize that. But to kind of put a pin on that is there's fundamentals that are going to translate to whatever you're doing, kindness, wellness, being efficient, being well-spoken, you know, a good communicator, all of those things, doubling down on your strengths and your unique factors, that is going to I, at least I've seen it in my career, it's going to translate wherever you're at. So any of those skills that you can just kind of hone in on and make even better, I think that's great advice. So, and, and then it's kind of put me on this path that is a little unending because one of the things I discovered that I'm good at is being curious. Uh -huh. And so, <laughs> so I've really leaned into that. Like I want to understand things and I want to make sense of things. I want to, people might perceive it as challenge or being difficult or combative. It's not, it's, I'm really just trying to get at the core of something. Cause when you understand the core of something, it changes how you see it. Yeah. And you know, what's so funny is that when I first started seeing your content, I was like, you know, when you have that situation where you're in a, in a room and you like somebody reacts in a way that you're not normally used to. And you like, for me, I'm like, I don't know where to look. I don't know what to do. And I was read your content. I'd be like, this is so interesting because that's things that I've wondered or questions that I've had, but 
not my style to maybe throw it out there like that. So I think that that type of content, what is so cool about the variety of all of us is like it exposes what is possible and like what is it makes people think in a different way and that's why i was saying you want to surround yourself with people it's like not everybody looks at things the same way like some of the things that you kind of like dig in on or you push back on or your responses i think they're really great because they make people think in a way that maybe is not natural for them and like your way of thinking isn't always like that's not always the first way that i think but then it's like it is thought-provoking so i think that's cool so what would be your advice to somebody? You deal with a lot of property managers, uh, maybe not, obviously not on a one-to-one basis, but I think you underrated have a very good sense of what's going on in the market and in the industry and on site. And let's pretend you're talking to someone and you're trying to help them figure out like to be more self-aware and to figure out what they're good at so that they could create their values to align. What, what would you, what would you say to them? Yeah, these are actually conversations I do have one-to-one often with our members, like regularly. And it's, I always feel like I kind of impart a bit of the coaching that I love, the wellness coaching, because I feel like I'm a cheerleader, but with a lot of kind of a practical and tough love application. And so I would first acknowledge that the job that they're doing is not easy. It's not for the faint of heart. And yet the fact that they have such an impact on so many people, it is so worthwhile to dig into what they're doing. And if they want to stay in this industry, there's a few little things that you can do to make it so enjoyable. So I think, first of all, a real easy thing to do is to just ask people around you that will give you honest feedback. What are my blind spots? Like, what am I not seeing? And I think that's something that a colleague could do or a close friend that says, you know, what is it about my communication style that you really like? Or what is it that I could improve on? I think getting feedback is one of the best things. Uh, When I was young, I hated it. I would always be like, wait, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to, or I would take it as criticism. And in, you know, the last 10 years, I've realized that that has been the times where I've grown the most. I think also being willing to be a learner and like have the mindset of that, you know, you're just learning, you're just experimenting, nothing is really that big of a deal. Um, So having an experimental mindset and a learner's mindset has served me well. And I always tell property managers, like, they're like, well, what if it doesn't work? And I'm like, well, what if it does? Or what if it doesn't? How cool is it to just kind of learn and iterate on what you do. I think a lot of times we think I do something once and I'm going to be great at it. And it's like, it takes me many, many times, even though I have 20 plus years of experience in this industry to get something new, right. And, and, and why wouldn't it? I'm a beginner, you know? So I think those are a few things. I think I would also say really align on, get clear on what's important to you and what you're willing to trade for that. So you know, we're all in different times of life. So if you're a new parent and you have little ones at home and you also have a career that you're wanting to go go after, you're, something is going to be sacrificed and you just have to get really clear on what are you willing to sacrifice and then what are you willing to put in for, for where you're going? And then what are you what are you okay to say no to? My best opportunities have actually come after I've said no to one. So I've said no to things that people would be like, but that's such a great opportunity. Wasn't the right time. I didn't feel good about the person, the partnership. And I've had to trust my gut. And sometimes like I've afterwards, I've been like, did I just blow it? Did I just blow a great opportunity? And I've learned that sometimes the no's when I'm clear on what's most important to me, make the yeses so amazing. And so those are just a few pieces of advice, but I'm willing to dig in more wherever you want to. Well, yeah, I think that a lot of people are afraid of feedback 
a, a book that I was was a game changer for me was Radical Candor, and so I think good. that the whole idea that the people are not candid with each other and they're afraid of being the bad guy or they're afraid of saying something or whatever it might be, there's just we deal with too much fluff, whatever you want to call it, avoiding what really needs to be discussed is, is a challenge. And so finding, like you've said, surrounding yourself with people who can give you that honest feedback. I, I, I'm a big believer that you, not that you can't trust other people or not that, but to some element, people are not going to give you the, the always, if you have the people who will give you what you need to hear, great. But I think, you know, finding it in your, in yourself is a big thing. I think as an industry, we're not very self-aware. I think that there's a lot of things that industry thinks is great and everybody in this industry doesn't think it's great. I think that there's a lot of people who are pretty frustrated about how conferences are or how the associations are run. And as an industry, I think people are a little, are not necessarily so self-aware of what could be better. And, and, or, and I think people are giving the feedback and just, it's hearing the feedback, but what, when you prepare, you know, for another year, and you're planning for yourself, like, do you plan out, like, do you have a goal for the whole year? Do you do it quarterly? How do you, how do you do that? Cause I, I see a lot of people like I have the word for the year, or I have my book for the year, whatever it is. And I kind of get caught up in that. And I was like, you know what, this is what I'm focused on for the next quarter. What happens after that? I'll reassess. Yeah. So like for the company, we have achievement goals, like KPIs we have, we want to meet and that we're all working towards. Uh, personally, I, I literally just try to always uh, install one new habit a quarter, you know, something that is something I want to work on. And I try to do one professionally and one personally. Um, so I, I keep those measures. They're what it is for this quarter? Yeah. So they're, they're going to be so boring. So for my personal is stretching every day because I'm getting older and I'm like needing to, you know, make sure that I feel good when I'm working out. And then my, um, my professional one is again, because I, I shared this last year, there was, or last year I had several months where I was not aligned with my mission and I accepted a lot of things that ultimately were distractions. And after I looked back at the year, I said, I don't want to repeat 2023 for that area. So for 2024 and quarter one, I'm getting back to my, you know, three priorities daily that I have that are leading up to my bigger quarterly priorities. And so um, I use that system. I've always, you know, done it. But last year I was very like easily swayed. So this year, two things is sitting down and doing my big three for the day and then also taking 24 hours to respond before I agree to do something. So giving myself just a breathing room to think about things and making sure that I go back and I say, is this what I, you know, is this aligning to my big picture? Is this leading to the things that are most important? As we uh, kind of wrap up here, I think that and I could be off on this, but it, it, the part of aligning is, is not just like moving puzzle pieces and, and making sure they're aligned that we are, hopefully growing individuals, but we're, 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 there's like, I think of life as a downward escalator. If you're not going up, you're going down by default. And so I like to give myself challenges or exercises to actually show myself I can make movement. So <laughs> yeah, stretching would be a bad example, but or it would be a good example. Like I could, you could measure the progress that you're making. And I think professionally, sometimes it's kind of hard to make those goals or, or make something which you can measure the progress. Um, you know, yeah. um, can I piggyback on that? Yeah, go for it. So I totally agree. I think there's things that are 
hard to measure whether professionally or personally that are more about a feeling that you're looking for, you know, as an end result. So I usually try to go back and say like, what is the habit that would get me closer to having this feeling? And if I do it every single day, and I am big on measuring that, like I try to do the don't break the chain, how many days can I do X? How many days can I do that? Uh, Q2, I'm going to do no complaining because I hate complaining. And sometimes I hear myself do it. And I, you know, but I've also found with those things, like, if I can install one habit a quarter, then I have four things that become part of me every single year. And I love the ability to just be like, now this is now the new Barbara, like at the end of 2024, I'll be so different just because of these four new habits. But I would, I wouldn't say you're different. You're, if, if this is what you value and you're aligned with it, you're more of yourself. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe it's more optimized. <laughs> yes, that's a better way to put it. Um, you know, I think of it uh, as, so I'm Jewish and we, on Shabbos, we don't turn on and off lights. So we have these cool contraptions or these lamps that are on, but you could turn them. And so it's not that they're off, you just can't see the light. And I think of it as a metaphor, like there's a light inside of us of how good we are. And as we work on ourselves, we're just turning it so that the more the better version of us can shine out. Sorry, that's a little fluffy, but nope, look at you. Like, I feel like, are you going, are you going to like a more fluffy side of things in 2024? Is it, did I just uncover your new habit? No, this was, this was, this was an analogy I, I came out <laughs> with a little while ago, but I think it's just the process of being, you know, finding what really lights you up inside, what fills you up. And for me, sometimes they're conscious things and sometimes they just happen by default. And I would say posting on LinkedIn, the best thing that's actually done for forming my thoughts and putting it out there. And I I don't even know when it happened, but I started posting more regularly. Um, It wasn't ever daily, but it became, I think, daily. And then sometimes it's more than once a day. And it's not, it doesn't I'm finding it easier in the sense that I don't have to put thought into it. It's just what's circulating in my head. Yeah, and that's, that's been really cool to see. And then, and then it's always an evolution. Like I recently re-listened to the book Smart Brevity, and I've just adjusted like the format of how I post. And I'm trying to say more with less. And I like, I like it. It's, it's sorry to say, it's like almost addicting. It's like how what other thoughts and like. Trust me, there's a lot of thoughts that are not even posted. Um, so it's not what can I post, but what thought can I just have clarity? And and then I just use it as, as like a gauge. And I, I anybody who posts on LinkedIn would be lying if they said they didn't care if anybody didn't react to it. But I've tried to care a lot less. And that's been very good for me as well. Yeah. I think not having the attachment to the outcome, but just doing the actual exercise for the sake of the exercise, the outcomes come. But, uh, but but bringing it back to like property management into work, I've been very focused on measuring different things, specifically with maintenance and expenses and things that I had I was not involved in before. And when you it, you just work, there's a compound effect. And when you plug in those numbers every month, and then now the year's over, and I look at like and I can measure this year and compare it to last year, and I could find different points that can get lost in other numbers. Um, it tells a whole different story. So as a company, we've done, we, we, it was an initiative to do better at retention. And when I could show it certain properties, like we had 44 less move outs than we did the previous year. And the vacancy loss is a hundred thousand dollars less, right? There's, there's like real dollar amounts that can be attributed 
to certain initiatives, and that's very exciting, and that's a sense of growth, like, hey, we went out to do this, and I'm measuring it, and we did it. And so when, a per- when I could do that on an individual level, and anybody can do that on an individual, it's very gratifying. Yeah, that's something I absolutely agree with. I think that as a manager, a lot of times we don't think about the impact we can have on our team teaching your team members and coming together and saying like, what habit could we put in place? For example, for leasing, that is a daily practice that we do that then we can see the impact that it's having. So like you're talking about it on an overview, but it there gives a lot of like autonomy to and excitement about the results that someone's getting. If you say, hey, let's try if we do for 90 days, this kind of a follow up or this kind of an outreach or whatever it is, those are things that you can then measure. And like you were talking about earlier, those are the kind of practices that being a person that follows through, that's going to help serve you wherever you go. So even just getting good at that, we, you know, we bring it full circle talking to the managers. That's something else that you can say is get good at outlining, like, what are the key components of daily things that you need to do, no matter what changes that are going to get you the results that you want. And you'll adapt as you need to, but these are the things that never change. Okay, so now this is a real closing question. Okay. Is 2024, in a year from now, if somebody had a good year or had a bad year, I think it's, it's, it's really dependent on one person, and it's themselves. So what's your message, either to yourself or to others, you know, so that in a year from now they can reflect and say 2024 was a great year? What's your message to them to, do, to make that happen? I think that it's the, the, the year is made up of moments and days, and I think that we can readjust at any time. So building a practice where you have times within a day where you can reassess. So at lunchtime, how did I show up in the morning? Did I like that? You know, when you get home and you're getting, you know, you're, you're kind of putting your life back together at home. How did I show up the last few hours? And I, I always do something called pillow chat when my head hits the pillow and you kind of have that chat of how the day went. Did I actually show up? I want to. So doing a daily audit, a weekly audit, and then I have in my calendar a set day, very last day of the month to audit my month. And that's so that again, I got a little off track last year. That's so that you don't let a whole year go by without noticing your blind spots. And so I think if somebody wants to have a really good year, it's one, their habits, and two, it's looking and making sure that you're showing up in the moments, the days, the months, the year, the way that you want to be. Are you religious? Yeah, I'm a Christian. Okay, so so just to finish off biblically, like when God created the world for each day, right? There's a reflection, and the day, and it was good. And it was good. Um, it, it's hard for I think for most guys to have that pillow chatter because most of us, when our heads hit the pillow, we're out. <laughs> That's okay. We, I think women, we're not. We've got this whole dialogue that happens in that time between the head, the head hitting the pillow and falling asleep. Well, thank you for your advice. Thank you for your time. And hopefully people will listen and we'll have a great year. And I hope you have a great year. You too. Thank you for having me. It's been a long time coming.